Hey girl, have you finally reached the point where you're ready to stop dieting and start eating moderately without all the restrictions? Do you need to know what the first steps are to actually walk into this moderation lifestyle? Well, if you'll stick with me today, I'm going to help you dive into these three tools that can really help you begin to walk out the moderation and begin to leave the dieting mentality behind. So that I hope that you will stick with me and let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. I so wish that early on I would have had these tools and the ability to have the content that I'm sharing with you today because I feel like my journey would have been so much less painful, long. I don't I don't know what the word is, but I guess God has everything in his timing, right? And you know, th- this really is information that can begin to shift how you view food, how you have a relationship with food. And for so much of your life, maybe having this restriction mentality because you've been always tried to lose a certain amount of weight. You're always concerned about how you look. And when you begin to change your mindset, when you begin to change how you view food, you really can begin to live this moderation and really do it for a lifetime. It's not just for 30 days. It's not just for three months. And the the results are far outweigh two or three pounds lost. But in most cases, when you diet, you end up gaining, not losing. So, you know, after years of struggle here, just really finally getting hold of, of the right information really set me on this journey to freedom. You know, really 10, 10 to 12 years ago, just getting with the right people that are influencing kind of my thoughts and really started that journey. Now, even over the last five years, I've gained even more insight into some of this terminology that I'm going to be sharing when I went through Moderation 365 curriculum and became a nutrition consultant through them, just actually having concrete titles to the things that I had begun to do already. And it really did allow me to really open up uh, my thinking and began to let go of the things that were keeping me in bondage for so, so very long. So I want to give you three tools that really help you move from the diets and really begin living out moderation. You know, moderation is, is such a elusive topic because people really can't define it. Well, in moderation 365, and I, think I defined it in the last episode is really satisfaction. Moderation is satisfaction. And there's a lot of pieces that that kind of come into that play. A lot of pieces that come into satisfaction, like how much you're eating. Are you 80% fullness? Because we don't want to walk away from the table feeling sick. Moderation being you're eating the healthiest that you can. 
but yet you're having things that satisfy you throughout the week. Like if you like dark chocolate or if you like to have a Reese cup, have one on Tuesday, have one on Thursday so that on Saturday you're not eating three or four and you're not binging on things that really are not helping you and your goals. So first things first, I want you to identify what you're doing that works for you right now. What are the things that you have in place in your life that you really try to shoot for daily, whether that's trying to make sure you're getting greens at every meal or even greens at, at dinner time, things like, you know, you're trying to drink a certain amount of water per day, you're you're trying to lessen your your soda or your juice intake and you're trying to hit a lot more water per day, or maybe it's you try to hit get enough protein at every single meal. Maybe that's one. We call these daily nutritional commitments, DNCs. And once you have kind of this set, this can be a foundation for moving forward. What are some things that you are somewhat challenged at, but but you feel like you are intentionally hitting them pretty pretty regularly? That's what nutritional commitments are, daily nutritional commitments. And those can really help you focus on the on the positive, focus on the, on the things that you're doing well, getting your mind off of the negativity that, oh my gosh, I ate this today. Let's focus on the things that we can control, that we're doing well, and that, yeah, some days there's a challenge to get it in, but I'm going to be intentional with it. I'm going to make sure I have a have a big salad for lunch every day or every Every other day, I want to make sure I'm having a big salad for lunch. I'm getting my vegetables, fiber, all the good things with some good protein on top. So the the three tools I want to share with you with kind of thinking about that as your foundation is, is the first one is really, it is time to begin to unlearn the diet rules that you've established in your life. So you can get a pen and paper out, you know, to write these down, time to unlearn diet rules. And when you're doing that, you have to begin to identify what are the rules that you follow right now. Like, what are the things that you have kind of ingrained in your being? I heard somebody say the other day on a on a post on Instagram that they didn't eat avocados for the last 10, 15 years because they thought they were all bad for you. And that's like, oh my gosh, you're missing out on just a wonderful, I don't even know if it's a vegetable or a fruit. It's got a seed in it, so maybe it's a fruit. You know. How we are missing out on things because we've created these rules in our life surrounding food. We have to begin to identify what those rules are. And you might not even know that you're doing it because you've done it for so long. So write down your list of rules, pick out the ones that really don't matter. When you have a common sense approach to food as fuel, not food as good or bad, looking at that list, what does not matter? truly and 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 realistically which ones don't matter you might end up throwing the whole list out depending on what your list looks like it's super important to do this so that you can begin to see where your mind goes when it comes to food listing out all those rules and then begin to pick one or two that you can totally let go of and if it has to be one a week if it has to be one a month Begin small. Look at those rules, which ones really don't matter in the whole scheme of things, and begin to let those go. That's number one, tool number one. Tool number two is the introduction to the DIS 
scale, which is deprivation and indulgence. And I've shared this before on other podcasts, but truly it is a tool that can help shift your mind. Every single time you sit down to eat, your goal is to navigate the middle. So if you think about the DIS scale, the deprivation is on one end of the spectrum. Indulgence is on the other end of the spectrum. And you've got this place in the middle. And that's where we are shooting to live every single meal, every single day, all year long for years and years and years. We want to be satisfied. We don't want to feel deprived and we don't want to overindulge. We don't want to indulge so much that we're all the way on that other end because it's this boomerang effect. When you deprive, what what always happens, you always end up going to the indulgence side. When you indulge, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just ate all that. I'm not going to eat anything for for the next day. I'm going to fast because I ate all that. And so you're, you're just back and forth bouncing this ping pong effect and never are you landing right straight in the middle where truly life is lived, truly satisfaction is found. You don't feel sick. You don't feel shame. You don't blame yourself. You just enjoy. And this is a place where, you know, we can really find that freedom. We're never going to win the battle between what's in our head, the psychology of what's going on with us, and the physiology. We will never win that battle. Our physiology is always going to take over. Our body is going to do what it needs to do to survive. And to think that you're going to overcome that with how you're thinking. I'm going to like starve myself because I just overindulge. I'm not going to eat for the next two days, or I'm going to only eat carrots and celery and apples for the next two days, whatever it might be. You you cannot win that battle. It's just not going to happen. So putting food in in this off limit list, really, it just makes them a lot more appealing, right? And somebody told me that I couldn't have something. You shouldn't have this. If you're on this plan, if you're on this program, if you're on this diet, stay away from these foods. Well, what's the first thing that you're thinking about? Me, I'm constantly thinking about those foods. Well, I can't have sugar. Well, dang it. I can't. That's all I'm thinking about. You know, this just, this whole mentality just confirms that we can't trust ourselves. Why can't we turn that around and shift it into, I'm going to begin to trust myself to navigate the middle, to, to have some of the things I enjoy and to have it in moderation, to have it in balance, to always eat in the middle, 80% fullness, enjoying what I'm eating. It's not, it's not really bad for me food. It's pretty healthy. I say bad for me. Here we go. Saying food's good and bad. Let's talk about the healthier choices is choosing those things and being able to navigate the middle that we can begin to trust ourselves around food and not have to worry that there's a a huge cake over there on the table and I just want to I just want to eat all of it. I just want to have the biggest piece I can possibly have because I really haven't I really have kind of deprive myself all week. So I really want to eat that cake. So we don't ever get ourselves in that position. Yeah, you can have a piece of cake, but that's all you really want. Maybe one or two bites is good for you. And after that, you're like, "Mm, that's too sweet. I'm not interested. You know, that's where we want to be. And that's where we want, that's what our goal is, is trying to get to when we're, when we're in this food obsession mindset. The last tool, the third tool really kind of, you know, is included in the first two, but mindfulness can really make an impact on how you are approaching your meals, how you're approaching your snacks. Mindfulness is just simply pausing 
and just being in the moment and not rushing through because you are just doing it out of habit or you're doing it because you're not emotionally in a good place, whatever it is. But that mindfulness piece, really pausing to say, do I really want this right now? Is there is there something else that might suit me better, that might help me feel better? If I choose this, then maybe that's that's going to help me feel better. You know, I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you right now. This morning I had a protein shake and I usually have something between a protein shake and lunch to kind of tide me over. Well, today I picked one of my child's chocolate pop tarts. Ugh, I did not have mindfulness before I chose that. And now my stomach feels awful. Why did I do that? I don't know. I'm not going to do it again. Let's move on. Okay. I'm not going to harp on it, but bad, bad decision on my part because my body feels awful because that's junk and I put it in my body and now I feel like junk. And so it's just a reminder, like we just have these moments and it's like, well, how, how can I learn from this next time? You know, having the mindfulness to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember last time I ate one of these? It sounds good in the moment, but, and probably just take the time to make yourself an egg or sourdough toast or whatever. But this probably isn't the best choice because it's full of sugar and it's going to make your belly hurt. So having that mindfulness to really retrace, okay, what is this going to do? How's this going to make me feel? Or even, you know, what could be the healthiest thing here? And if it's really the only your only option, well, maybe you only have a couple bites of it until you can get something that's a little bit more healthy. You know, reflecting on the why that you do these things and being able to check in with your hunger, energy, and cravings, your heck. That is super important in this mindfulness piece is saying, okay, am I really hungry? You know, where are my energy levels right now? Do I need to eat something so I'm not white knuckling it until dinner? And are my cravings off the charts? You know, as as females, you know, our cravings are going to increase around the time we're leading into our menstrual cycle. It's just the way it is. That's how our bodies are designed to work is to is to crave those higher carb foods in this time. And so don't try to kill yourself white knuckling it, trying to starve yourself in these moments. Have a little bit of something good so that you can get through it. So you're not binging your way all the way way through it. I mean, I used to binge myself through the whole week before my period started. Always. It was awful. I felt like I gained 10 pounds before I even started. And afterwards, just was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. And here we go again. You know, the cycle begins and, and continues. You know, test out what your negative food behavior that you're doing, you know, test that out. See what you can begin to let go of the the things that you're looking upon negatively, these lists that you have, these rules that you have, and see how you can begin to back out of those things very slowly and begin to learn to trust yourself in these moments because practicing mindfulness, all of this is a practice. Practice, practice, practice some more and fail, right? Practice, fail, practice some more and fail. Practice and practice. It's got to be consistently laid out. Your your intention is to overcome the mindset that's been created for so very long. And in those moments where you just really feel like, I can't do this, 
I mean, God is there for you. Reaching out to God, I just, I just can't seem to get myself where I want to be. God, show me what I need to do. Help me, Lord, here. You know, it's not just about relying on ourselves and and really being mindful about it, but mindful and meditating on what God wants us to meditate on. So just summarizing here, three tools, time to unlearn your diet rules, getting your list together of the rules that you follow and learning to back out of those ones that absolutely don't matter one single bit. If you had a clear mind and looking at it through a neutral lens of no food obsession, what could you let go of? Second is the DIS scales, deprivation indulgence scale. Always trying to navigate the middle. So you're not doing that back and forth battle of ping pong with depriving and then indulging. Lastly is mindfulness. Always pausing before you're making a decision. Pausing to check in with yourself, your biofeedback, hunger, energy, and cravings, and really reflecting on the why before you begin to move into that decision. So I hope that this has given you something to put your teeth into and really begin to make a part of your daily. And I would love to hear how things are going. Would love for you to email me, J at dietditching.com, or you can come into our Facebook group, She Breaks Free, and share where you are in this and would love to hear how things are going and how you have practiced these tools. Take care and God bless. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple Podcast and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.